Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, TV networks unite to take on the tech giants. News website rankings back. And the rise of subscription streaming. Unmade. It's Monday, March 6, 2023. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim Burrows. Good morning, Abe, and I can't help but notice in our video stream that you appear to be doing an outside broadcast today. Uh, well, yes, we uh, we have the technology. I, um, I've flown into Adelaide Airport. I was in Port Lincoln in South Australia, regional South Australia for the weekend, seeing a friend who has sadly has late-stage cancer. So pop back to Adelaide today and see some clients, but uh, the podcast must happen, my friend, so we're making it happen from the outdoors. How about you? How was your weekend? Yeah, my weekend was good. Travelling back from uh, travelling back from Sydney after we ran our remade event during the week, so I, I spent Sunday afternoon on the road after flying into Evandale, popping in on the Evandale markets, and then uh, hitting the road back to beautiful Sisters Beach. Now, where shall we start this week? Well, let's start with retail media. It's a beautiful segue from the uh, retail event you ran last week. And by the way, I hope that went well by all accounts. Lots of people there and some fantastic content was shared. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, we were we, we we were super happy actually. Um, I reckon over the over the course of the the afternoon and the evening, we we, we had something approaching three hundred people through the door, which was you know much much more than we would have expected at the uh, at the beginning. Um, it 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 had a real sense of well, firstly, an industry or a community that was sort of coming together for the very first time. And um, sometimes you find when you run these things, people might stick around for one drink and then move on. But there was a there was a real appetite for people to talk to each other. So that was something that really kind of showed up as that, you know, they just wanted to kind of sometimes swap notes for the very first time. But, yeah, lots, lots learned. I think one of the one of the interesting things is, you know, forget about that sort of cultural cringe we get sometimes. Australia is doing as well as most parts of the world when it comes to kind of building retail media networks, you know, and that was definitely a theme that came through. You know, the fact that everyone has slightly different models for for how they build their retail media strategy, that came through as well. And then uh, the other thing which obviously I could sort of see developing as we, we, we sort of came out was there were one or two media agencies or groups who really interested in retail media and sent a lot of people to the event and then others that didn't send anyone. And so many of the conversations really seem to be about those relationships between the, the retailers and brands and media agencies are in a real danger of being completely cut out of the conversation. And I think the longer they leave it on, on, on finding ways of add, actually adding value to the process, then, um, the more danger they are of just kind of missing out on the whole process. There's, there's more on retail media in the Australian today as well. Yeah, so in the uh, the media section of the Australian, which breaks uh, on a Monday, as they all do, a um, little piece of analysis in the growth agenda. So um, Kate, and I apologise if I pronounce her last name wrong, Rakovalis, um, uh, one of the things she's done is that actually dug into the, the, the results announcement from Woolworths Group, which was um, in the last few days, making the point that although Woolies X, which is their e-commerce 
um, uh, offering actually saw a drop in revenues. The advertising and media services saw a growth, a growth of 8%. And that's what includes Cartology, which is Woolworth's retail media arm. So, so yeah, so we're still, we're, 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 we're still seeing growth. Um, and, um, she also makes that, um, uh, comparison to the kind of global possibilities where Amazon, it earned and get this number $38 billion in advertising services. So not in the, you know, that home delivery thing, but the advertising services give you that number again, 38 billion. That's a huge number and not insignificant. Yeah, exactly that. Um, now obviously, you know, Amazon is the giant everywhere. Um, and that actually was another really interesting sort of message that came through at the conference is Amazon hasn't really had its full impact in Australia yet, but when it does and it will, then wow. Next, can the TV networks unite against Google? Unmade. Let's turn to the AFR. Tim, apparently the TV networks are working on a YouTube killer. What's that one about? <laughs> yes, the that the headline is quite um it's quite bold for the AFR really. They the, the the headline in the financial review this morning, TV industry asks tech to help build YouTube killer ad network. Now, what the actual substance of the story is you obviously have the major 3 TV players, commercial TV players in 7, 9 and 10. Um, and increasingly, something we've been writing about and talking about a lot on Unmade, we're seeing audience patterns change from broadcast television to streaming. Um, now, you know, the, the, there's a lot of terminology around, but the key one is BVOD, Broadcast Video On Demand. Um, and they, they use the word broadcast to kind of emphasize this is kind of um professionally made content as opposed to you know sort of the kind of user generated content you might get on youtube now um one of the things which has been going on is that the networks with some jealousy have been eyeing the revenue that goes to youtube in part because youtube tends to know a lot about its audience because of course you know youtube is part of the google family or the alphabet family as it is so the thinking is if the networks can work together to create a single identity for logged in users then they can ask advertisers for more money um now what's super interesting about this is um it will involve everybody working together um, and that will be under the badge of Oztam, who are the people who measure the ratings. Oztam is jointly owned by seven, nine and 10. So um, yeah, I think, I think we're some way down on this one. There've been rumblings on it actually for a couple of years now. So um, this isn't as if it's brand new, but the fact that it's beginning to um, hit the public, the public domain is quite interesting. It makes a lot of sense. And for the longest time, I've thought, why can't the networks work together with a single user sign-on to make it just so seamless for the user rather than the multiple platforms? I understand the sales piece, and it's probably much harder to sell an offering that is kind of united. But working together, surely it makes sense. But what about the competition regulations? 
will will the networks even be allowed to work together? Yeah, look, that is a an absolutely crucial point because, of course, the ACCC, Australian Competition and uh, Consumer um, Authority, doesn't like what could be described as cartel-like behaviour. So you, you you have to be super careful how you approach these things when competitors traditional competitors work together on something even when there's a you know a bigger beast in the room which obviously there are with the the, the, the tech behemoths like um like alphabets youtube um so i think they'll have to approach it carefully the fact that this has been going on for a long time i would suspect means that they've already thought this through so as i understand it with these premium ad, ad networks although there would be one identity for the user um, that would stretch across them, um, they would still effectively compete on price. So, you know, it will be, you know, a premium advertising network, which which exists in other markets for other forms of, of, of digital advertising, where in order to be in the network, you have to have premium inventory, but you still compete with the other people in the network. So that would be my guess on how they stay within the rules. What else is Oztam working on? Yeah, the other big thing, and it's delayed, you know, as, as you know, <laughs> I know you know this because you, you, you edited last week's podcast when we talked to uh, Think TV about it, um, is Voz Virtual Australia, which is the, the, uh, the way that Oztam will give a single view of um, audience behavior, whether they're watching TV through broadcast or streaming it to a device or streaming it to their smart TV. Um, and it, it, it's long delayed, but does seem to be in the final stages. I believe the last I heard behind the scenes, they're up to version five of the total TV product. Um, but later, later in the year, when that finally comes out, it means that rather than us having a talk about last night's metro ratings across the five capital cities only in broadcast, which goes down all the time because habits are changing, it will be a total TV number of viewing across all platforms, you know, obviously immediate viewing and then seven day and 28 days would follow later. Um, so that's the other big project, which, um, I think my, my impression is the industry will quite soon lose its sense of humor if that product doesn't actually launch. So I, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's starting to get to the point where I think we could, could fairly describe it as late. Up next. Who's top of the website rankings? Unmade. It's been missing for two years, but there's once again a ranking of the top websites. The new industry audience measurement is called Iris. Tim, how did we get here? Well, look, this has been a more than 20-year journey, um, you know, for, for Firstly, of course, we, we we didn't always have you know rankings. We didn't always know who was the number one uh, news website, for instance. And um, you know, I'm 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 sure you've felt the absence every little bit as much as me over the last two years, where that number has been missing from our lives on a, a weekly or monthly basis. But um, but yeah, we sort of we we gradually evolved. The first media rankings were from a company called Red Sheriff. Um, then Nielsen began to get involved with Nielsen net rankings and that was quite a long stayer, you know, so that, that was, um, kind of panel based, 
you know, for a large part. So in other words, a survey of a group of people where we were watching what they were doing, you know, to kind of get to the truth of it. Um, and that sort of evolved. And then it was all the way till 2010 before the IAB, which is the kind of industry body, uh, Internet Advertising Bureau. They ran a kind of tender to have, uh, to, to, to give all of these different measurement platforms an opportunity to pitch their wares so that hopefully the industry could, sh- could, could then talk with one, one kind of agreed shared system. And that first, um, first tender was won by Nielsen. Um, and then it went back to the market again. And that was also, uh, won by Nielsen. Um, now, there was lots of evolution over this time as we sort of went beyond, you know, what, what people are doing on their desktops to uh, what they were doing on mobile. That was back in 2015. Um, so for most of the time, Nielsen, yeah, had it pretty good. But then gradually question marks began to be asked about the, the, the quality of the data. So just coming up actually for the two-year anniversary of the IAB removing its endorsement of that Nielsen audience data as it just became a little bit less reliable. Um, so they ran a tender instead, which which this time around Ipsos won. So the, the thing that's happening today is Ipsos launching and taking over as the uh, advertising industry's kind of preferred supplier of this data about audience behavior for everything that the public, that the, the the consumers get up to on the web. So who's on top? Yeah, so on top now, the, the, there are a number of different ways of, of looking at this, depending on categories. But ultimately, we, we look at that kind of uh, top level, each organization, how many Australians do they reach? Now, Alphabet, which as I mentioned earlier, is the parent company of Google, reaches according to this new data, each month, 20.9 million Australians. Now, that's of a total internet population, so aged over 14, of 21 million. So basically just about everyone. Um, Meta is only just behind on 20.4 million. Then comes Microsoft, which obviously, you know, they're, they're the owner of things like LinkedIn, but also things like Teams. And I imagine it's mainly Teams that drives Microsoft into third place on 18.8 million. And then um, News Corp Australia is the first news-based organisation, and that reaches 16.8 million Australians every year. So that's that's in the general rankings. And then the other one, which I suppose is relevant to um, what we were talking about earlier with retail media, is, you know, I'm saying, you know, Amazon's going to happen. Amazon's already here. Believe it or not, when you dig into the retail and commerce category, the number one brand group now, this is in Australia, is Amazon. It's already done it. So it's at 14.5 million, just behind Apple, 11.9 then Woolworths on 11.4 million. Now, in fairness, some of that's because we split out brands in this category. So Everyday Rewards is effectively um, Woolworths, and that's next on 10.5 million. But then comes eBay, then comes Flybys, Bunnings, Coles. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the thing that just astonishes me about that, that number, and it's a, you know, 
incredibly interesting to see how quickly things have changed in that two years when we didn't have good data is that Amazon have now come top in that retail and commerce category. And what about the news sites? Who's on top there? Yeah, news. And this was always the, uh, the the one that would be most closely watched, you know, partly because of journalist egos. And I think also because it d- did tend to bounce around because it was a, a, a very competitive category. Um, news.com.au, part of News Corp. That's number one reaching 12.9 million Australians, then seven news, 11.1 million, then nine news, 10.4 million, um, then ABC News, then the Daily Mail Australia, then the Guardian, then the Sydney Morning Herald, then the Age, um, and then rounding out the top 10, Yahoo and SBS. Up next, how viewers are paying to watch TV. Um. Two in three adults watch subscription streaming services. New data out today suggests, Tim. That's in The Australian this morning. What are they reporting? Yeah, the Australian's media section has got an early look at um, a piece of government research, actually, which um, they call the 2022 Television Consumer Survey, which pretty much does what... Uh, what the label says, looking at uh, consumption habits. Now, bear in mind, this this is a um, survey-based panel. So they talked about 4,000 um, respondents, you know, during a kind of given three weeks. So it's not sort of, you know, first-hand digital data, but people's, people's best memories of what they do or be- best understanding. Now, one of the things um, that, that's, that's kind of interesting about that is, is yeah, it says that 66% of Australians um, say that they watched online subscri- subscription services last year, which was up from 62% the year before. Now, of course, watching it is not the same thing as actually subscribing yourself. So because logins are at the moment fairly freely available, that doesn't mean that 62% of Australians are actually paying for these subscription services. But, um, you know, what, what, what is certainly interesting is that they're more popular than free platforms like YouTube, Twitch and Tubi, which uh, 58% say they're using. And what's really interesting is commercial free-to-air TV only scored 53%. So according to this survey, more adults are seeing um, subscription services than they are uh, free-to-air television. So it does feel like we're crossing some sort of uh, threshold once again. Links back to that first story with the YouTube killer and would be very interesting to watch the space because something, it feels like something does need to be done. Yeah, look, it's all changing. You know, the, the, the power balances are changing. I guess the question is, is this a regulatory framework or is it simply um, that's the nature of competition? But that is where we will have to leave it for today. We would love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media. That's letters at unmade.media. Tim will be back tomorrow with Choose Data, digging further into that Iris web data we were talking about. You'll need to be a paying member to read that. So go to unmade.media to find out how. And today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio from a car park at Adelaide Airport. See you next week. Toodle pip. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.